0: there welcome to shoot the flick an official Paradoja podcast i'm frankie sparks and i'm
1: scott eisenberg
0: we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies
1: that we do that we do
0: and this week we're talking about a movie (laughs) (laughs) it holds a very unique place in my heart it's a movie that I have been teasing you guys that I'm going to torture Scott with for a while now, and today is the day. It's happening, guys. You know how much you guys love when Scott freaks the fuck out and hates his life (laughs) watching these movies. And today will probably be the worst of them all. (laughs) We're talking about High School Musical.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. And why are we talking about High School
0: Musical? Well, because, A... Even though we've both seen this movie, technically, Scott hasn't seen it in a long, long time, and he reviles it. I actually look upon it with happy, nostalgic memories. But today, the day that we are releasing this episode, is the 15th anniversary of the premiere of High School Musical on the Disney Channel in 2006. It's a special time.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, it is a special, special Special time.
0: So, funnily enough, this was released about a month after Scott and I got together back in middle school. We, we were, for those of you who don't know, we were middle school, high school sweethearts back in the day. We started going out in late 2005, and this was released early 2006. So, we, we were in the, the early stages of our romance I, I Much like Troy and Gabriella.
1: <laughs> I don't like this connection.
0: What do you mean? No, uh, this
1: isn't a good connection.
0: Oh, babe. No,
1: no, no, don't compare us to Troy and Gabriella. I hate this movie.
0: But you were like the jock in, in school. You were a little football guy. Yeah, I was a football You fo- didn't play basketball like Troy, but you, you played football and you were in theater. I was a theater girl. I wasn't really, like, a nerd as much as Gabriella, but I was, like, reasonably intelligent, I would say. Yeah, but I did
1: everything in high school.
0: True. Well, that's the thing with this movie. Like, it makes such a huge deal about people wanting to do different clubs and shit. And in reality, it's like nobody cares.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in reality, in 2006, they were telling you... Hey, do as much as you can because it looks good.
0: Well, the thing is, that's what's weird, too. It's like, at one point in the movie troy who's you know the jock basketball kid his dad who's also the coach of the basketball team is talking to him and he's like son you just you play basketball that's what you do my man it's like dude why wouldn't you want him to do other things it looks better on college applications like what's the anyway it doesn't matter especially, it's...
1: especially since he's a junior
0: yeah like the, the plot of this movie <laughs> is very thin and very
1: unrealistic uh, not only that it is written by a man at the time who was 54 years old.
0: Yes. The dialogue in this is atrocious. We're going to get there, guys. Listen, you guys know by this point that I love So Bad It's Good situations. Now, I don't know if I would classify this as a So Bad It's Good. I mean, kind of. But for me, I genuinely enjoyed watching this again. Because I haven't seen it probably since middle school or high school or something. Because at the time, I was kind of like the target demographic for this so I was very much into it and I would say looking back on it now it was I said to Scott a couple times while we were watching it was basically like looking into a time capsule
1: now I did not watch this in middle school I didn't care about watching it in middle school (laughs) the only time I was forced to watch it was because of my sisters Cassandra especially you, Cassandra, you were, loved this movie and you drove me crazy with it. Thank you so much.
0: So, like me, you haven't seen it in quite a while then.
1: No, uh, I, on purpose.
0: Right, fair. Um, What would you think?
1: <laughs> it's still dumb. It's still bad. The whole movie should have been Mount Seek.
0: Why isn't Zeke the star of this damn movie? Oh my god, we love Zeke. We're going to get to Zeke. But anyway, okay, so there's so much to talk about. This movie was, at the time, the most successful Disney Channel original movie with 7.7 million viewers. And it held that record until, you guessed it, High School Musical 2. Which had the highest and still has the highest 17.2 million viewers.
1: You people are ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: (laughs) And yeah, from what I recall, it it wasn't... It sounds weird to say as good as this one, (laughs) but it's not. Again, this is bad, okay? Objectively... High School Musical is not a good movie. However... This is on
1: the level of Smart House and Luck of the Irish.
0: But you like watching those because they're fun to make fun of. Yes, I like watching
1: those, but I can enjoy those in a way. This is still dumb in every single way.
0: I kind of have the same feeling with this as I do for something like Smart House or Luck of the Irish, where... It's totally cheesy, totally ridiculous, but I, I don't know, because it was such a thing at the time, and I was, again, like the target demographic and was very much into it at the time, I look back on it with fond memories, and I still think some of the songs slap. I still remember, <laughs> I was curious to see if I would remember all the lyrics. I fucking did. I was very proud of myself, actually. I have a good memory. <laughs> like an elephant
1: <laughs> like an elephant
0: so this movie was directed by kenny ortega we talked about him uh, a few months ago when we talked about hocus pocus but he directed all the films in the high school musical trilogy yes <laughs> this movie is a trilogy
1: this movie did not need to be a trilogy
0: no and that's a fair assessment but it is and we can't change it now <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. We can forget movies that has happened before. We have forgotten movies to they, time. You can't, this should be you forgotten just, uh, to forget, time. No. forgotten to time. Like what? Actually, you know how I prepared oh for my this God, movie? I stop. watched Battle Royale, a movie where they send high schoolers to die. <laughs> I would rather watch that again <laughs> with this
0: cast. Okay, that's <laughs> a little dark. The movie was written by a Mister Peter Barsacchini. Who, like Scott said, was like a million years old and was writing dialogue for 15-year-olds, which is clearly evident. We'll talk about some of the dialogue in this movie. It's really just... Some of it's bizarre. Like, I don't even remember some of these lines. And I was like, what? I was very confused. But as we tend to do with uh, the movies we talk about, let's talk about uh, the awards this movie won. Obviously, it wasn't nominated for any Oscars. (laughs) Obviously. It was nominated for six Primetime Emmys and won two. It was nominated for casting as well as directing, but lost those to some fancy schmancy Elizabethan era miniseries. Uh, probably should at have. The yeah. Time. yeah. Like I have. think Helen Mirren was playing the Queen of England and whatever. All well, well, makes sense. It had two nominations for two of the songs in the movie, which you seem to hate. I thought that they weren't that bad. Some of them are bad, but some of them are corny enough where. It turns around to being good, I think. I had fun with those songs (laughs) again, okay? Now, which two songs, Scott, do you think were nominated for a Primetime Emmy in 2006? I'm going to
1: guess Keep Your Head in the Game, and uh, We're All in This Together.
0: You are half right. Uh, Get Your Head in the Game was nominated, as was Breaking Free, the the last love song. Oh, that one. I liked those songs. Some of the songs still slap, guys, okay? They're really corny as fuck, but it's okay. Don't judge me. They lost to a song that was featured on Mad TV. Remember Mad TV, guys? But the two Emmys that it won were for Outstanding Choreography, (laughs) which is kind of laughable, to be fair.
1: It's laughable because it's literally, like its namesake, a high school musical.
0: It really is. Like, if you watch it, all the choreography is painfully simple, like it would actually be in a fucking high school I, production. I,
1: I think you could have counted and actually gotten to a high number of the amount of times you saw somebody do a box step. In this.
0: Yes, absolutely. The box step was prominent. Honestly, I was saying to Scott, probably the most complicated, quote unquote, choreography was in the get your head in the game. But that's only because they had to like bounce balls along with the steps and stuff like that's not the easiest thing to do. <sighs> Anyway, Scott is not impressed at all no. with anything. <laughs> well, the other Primetime Emmy that they won was for Outstanding Children's Program, which kind of makes sense because, like it or not, it was like the biggest thing running in 2006 amongst kids. Like, everyone loved High School Musical. That's why they made the fucking sequel to begin with.
1: Yeah, everybody loved it. And then everybody who immediately loved it decided they were going to try and be High School Musical and actual drama club, and they were all assholes. You all were terrible. Guys, it's not that good of a movie for you to imitate it in real
0: life. So let's get into this thing. But Let, let's let's rip off this band-aid, Scott, okay? We're going to get through this together.
1: Are, are we sure? We're we,
0: all in this together.
1: Are we sure we still can't talk about Battle Royale? That was a better movie.
0: No. Anyway. So this classic American film begins. <laughs> well, we with- wait, wait,
1: wait, rewind that back. take that again take take two
0: so this classic American film begins.
1: new choice new choice
0: all right so this movie begins on New Year's Eve so this is a holiday movie Scott no can't you feel a holiday cheer we just we we just entered a new year Scott and this is also coming out on our nation's inauguration day so this is a special day all around Scott
1: oh yeah I I can tell Joe Biden is getting his head in the game right now Oh, I'm
0: sure I'm sure he is Unless our whole society has crumbled to the ground. We don't know. We're, we're recording this ahead of time. We could be releasing this in a hellscape. We don't even know.
1: Yeah, they're raiding the Capitol building again, saying we're all in this together. Yes.
0: And Zeke has brought his creme brulee. Anyway, let's fucking get into this before we lose our minds. So it's New Year's Eve. And we open our film at a ski lodge, because that's where rich people go on winter break, (laughs) to a ski lodge.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: And we meet our two main characters, Troy and Gabriella.
1: Okay, let's start here. Let's start right now with this. Troy, while on vacation with his dad and his mom is playing basketball in a gym somewhere Where in they, the ski lodge in the ski lodge because, because you know, why not all ski lodges have a full basketball court but in there. scott
0: he has to get his head in the game at all times that's his whole personality is basketball
1: oh yes he's the basketball guy we, we
0: establish immediately troy and gabriella's main character traits troy's is basketball and gabriella's is books
1: <laughs> If gabriella is smart And Troy is basketball.
0: Yes. Gabriella's mom is like, get your nose out of that book and go to the kids' New Year's Eve party. Stop
1: trying to be Belle. You're not Belle.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go go find adventure in the Great Wides somewhere. And then... Troy's mom comes into the gym while he's playing basketball with his dad and she's like do you have to play basketball all the time and they're like yeah basketball and this is her sports
1: this is her only line yeah she's
0: never in the movie again
1: she doesn't exist outside this one moment
0: Uh uh-huh so let's talk about the people that portray Troy and Gabriella for just a hot second we have Zac Efron as Troy most recently, he voiced Fred Jones in, uh, in the Scoop movie. Um, he was
1: also in Baywatch.
0: Yes, and also, he's going to be in the upcoming remake of Three Men and a Baby, according to IMDb. I don't know when that's coming out, but haven't we all been clamoring for a remake of Three Men and a Baby?
1: <laughs> wasn't that the movie that was haunted?
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't actually haunted. There was just a cardboard cutout like in the background of a scene and everyone thought it was a ghost, but it was just a cardboard cutout.
1: Oh, okay. Now, is Troy Bolton going to have a Tom Selleck mustache?
0: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Gabriella being played by Vanessa Hudgens, who has most recently probably been known to appear in a Christmas movie or 50 on Netflix. They've also both done musical things since this, Zac Efron did Hairspray after this and then Vanessa Hudgens has done a few of the like live TV musical specials. She was in Greece, She played Rizzo and she was in the Rent one which I heard sucked ass. This movie really kind of launched both of their careers and they kind of became like Disney Channel sweethearts. Zac Efron won Choice Breakout Star at the Teen Choice Awards for his role and uh Vanessa Hudgens was also nominated for for that prestigious award and uh Zach and Vanessa also won best chemistry at the teen choice awards which I think is fair they were cute in the movie they actually dated in real life after meeting during this movie and then they dated I think till like 2010 so they dated for quite a while so oh, they yeah. clearly have chemistry together
1: yeah you know so much chemistry
0: oh stop You're so mean You just want to like hate this movie in every way possible
1: They're fine It's it's nothing like I would be like That's the best chemistry I've seen in a long time no
0: but I mean they're cute For a tweeny romantic musical on Disney Channel I think their chemistry was perfectly acceptable Now
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now Troy
0: and Gabriella go to this New Year's party at the ski lodge Right (laughs) (laughs) and there's this karaoke thing going on at this ski lodge party. Why, I don't know, but karaoke is fun.
1: Oh, well, also, neither of them want to do it, but somehow they're both right next to the stage.
0: Yeah, they both just happen to be by the stage, and then the spotlight falls on them both, and they have to go onto the stage and just sing together, which isn't how karaoke works generally, but okay, like, whatever.
1: But apparently it's such a bop that everybody is dancing in the background, like, oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. really into this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the Kool-Aid man at this party. <laughs> oh yeah. But I this is one of the songs that I didn't mind. I thought it was cute. It's called Start of Something New. And now in your eyes. I feel in my heart. The start of something new. Now Let's talk about the songs in this movie. First things first, Zac Efron really doesn't sing barely any of the music in this movie.
1: I know, and the only time he does sing, it's really bad.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. He only sings like a line here or there. And everything else was sung by a guy named Drew Seely. And, and he's done other things as well. He played Prince Eric on Broadway in Little Mermaid. But it's, it's weird because Zac Efron went through the whole audition process and like he, he can sing. It's not like he can't sing at all. I think what happened was Drew Seeley was a tenor and they wanted, I guess, a higher register for Troy for whatever reason. So they had him dub over Zac Efron He's, to get the higher register. So you,
1: you're telling me you couldn't find another 14 year old pretty boy that could sing it seems
0: silly and it's weird because watching it now you can tell very easily when it's him singing and then when drew seeley comes in it's very it's kind of off-putting a little bit but for some reason at 13 it didn't even register to me but they did have zach sing in the sequels of high school musical so, I don't know why, just for this movie, they just wanted. The, I don't know. It doesn't really well, I make guess sense you know, to me, but whatever.
1: His voice is changing. You can hire him a vocal coach because well, he have got more Well, He was 19,
0: 18, 19 at this, oh, okay. well, I'm point, wrong. at this time. So, it's not like he was going through puberty. But the songs overall, they were pretty much on every song, multiple writers which is kind of funny to me because the songs are so simplistic in their lyrics and even their melodies it's not really that complicated but there needed to be like multiple writers the people that wrote the songs for this a lot of them were also writers for the songs for like the cheetah girls and camp rock and hannah montana so like we're all under the same disney umbrella here overall they're pretty cheesy um but some of them are still pretty catchy and I, I still there's still some bops in here guys I I still I still felt the little bops so they nervously start singing start of something new Troy is about to like bolt the fuck out of there get it because his name is Troy Bolton he bolts it out of there ha <laughs> ha but
1: <laughs> no, no no no. you don't get to you get to revel in that one
0: oh okay we're gonna
1: revel in that moment okay. right now Now you can continue.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. So... As he's about to leave, Gabriella starts to sing, and he turns around, like "Ooh, he, she can sing!" And they go and they sing together, and they slowly get more comfortable. And
1: Troy almost knocks her off stage.
0: Yeah, but it's like it's supposed to be cute. I don't know. It's it's a little like much, but
1: <laughs> but yes, and then the audience is really getting into it, even though there's nothing to get into. Uh,
0: yeah, it's kind of like a slower song. It's not really a. a fast-paced, like, whoa, yeah, kind of song. But but it's
1: hysterical watching the people in the back.
0: Basically, the song is just meant to establish a little love connection between our 2006 Romeo and Juliet here. (laughs) It's our pre-Summer loving yeah basically they, they're they talking after their little performance and they're like oh my god that was so cool oh i'm usually so nervous and shy gabriella says and, but that was so cool and he's like yeah i've never sang like that before It was crazy and then they're like giggling and flirting and they're outside and there's fireworks because you know new year's and then you think they're gonna kiss but they don't oh we gotta save that shit for the end except not really and then <laughs> Uh, oh, and then they exchange numbers on their 2006 cell phones, which is totally not dated at all. And, and then, he takes
1: a picture of her and he's like,
0: yeah, like, you oh. know, <laughs> and then we cut to a week later at East High and Troy is the basketball star okay. of the Wildcats.
1: Okay, let's get into East High real quick. Oh, no. Let's get into this, how unrealistic- This is going to be a three-hour episode. This <laughs> might be. How unrealistic this fucking school is.
0: This we know, Scott, it's Disney Channel. No, the school
1: has, like, a full-scale auditorium. This is, like, professional people could come perform in this auditorium. A legit, like, arena-
0: We meet Troy's best friend, Chad, played by Corbin Blue with his fucking afro, and he's so cool. He's really annoying. He just says stupid. A lot of the most weird dialogue comes from him, actually. Oh,
1: a great deal comes from Corbin Blue. Yes, you are correct there.
0: Yeah, they establish that they have the championships coming up for basketball, and it's so important. It's taking over all our lives. They go to homeroom and Gabriella magically is a new kid in the school at East High. Isn't that, can you believe that, Scott? They met randomly at the ski lodge. Fate is just in their corner, apparently, because now after having this kiss met meeting at a ski lodge and singing their hearts out to each other, they have now met back at their school. It's literally like Danny and Sandy. (laughs) They're in the same homeroom together, and after they both individually get detention for having their phones out.
1: Oh, no, they get detention because of Troy.
0: Well, because he calls her in the middle of class. Because he, he sees Gabriella in the classroom, and he's like questioning whether it's her. Like, dude, you met her a week ago, you don't recognize her? Okay clearly you were very into her <laughs> but he recognizes her kind of and then calls her in the middle of class and he's sitting in the front row like he's got balls he's in the front row of the goddamn class and he's whipping out his phone
1: especially with the most pain in the ass fear the teacher as your homeroom oh teacher. yes
0: miss darvis we'll talk about her she's a cunt <laughs> so he calls her in the middle of class and her phone rings she along with several other kids in the class including troy also get t- detention And then after homeroom, he waits outside the hall for her and they have their little meet cute again. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. And he's showing her around the school and they run into Sharpay Evans, played by Ashley Tisdale,
1: who is the worst character in this she entire movie. She really is kind
0: of the worst. Um, she's like the resident school cunt, like, bitchy, it's not even that she's... pretentious theater kid. Oh, my God. That we just... all know and love if we were theater kids in high school.
1: Oh, my God. She's just terrible.
0: If you were a theater kid in school, you know this type of person who Sharpay is. But she's kind of like that times a million. Like, all of the stereotypes of high school are times by a thousand million in this movie so Sharpay is like "Ah, I'm signing up for tryouts for the high school musical
1: Uh, and Troy do you want to fuck
0: oh yeah she clearly wants to get into Troy's pants
1: like Troy I'm the lead in the musical every year and I could rock your world
0: oh yeah like you're a basketball star and I am the starlet of the school we should get together and he's just like not having it (laughs) So we cut to basketball practice. Oh. And immediately I got excited cuz I knew Get Your Head in the Game was coming. And I was ready cuz Get Your Head in the Game is still a fucking bop, okay? I don't care what any of you motherfuckers say. I got get my get my head in the game. You gotta get you, get you, get I enjoyed this song I was dancing and singing along to it judge me I don't care so the song is just establishing that like Troy is is struggling with should I just focus on basketball or should I sign up for the musical and sing so
1: you're saying it's like should I stay or should I go
0: basically yeah
1: if I stay there will be trouble uh-huh but if I go they'll be double
0: oh yeah because you know Gabriella's got two boobies, so <laughs> <laughs> double the fun, but I like the beat the beat is fun, it's catchy, it's an okay song that got way
1: overplayed.
0: I do think the choreography was good though too, with like the it's fun Doing the basketball it, it,
1: it's, it's yeah it's uh, it's again basketball's really surprisingly the hardest sport to place into
0: movies and make it look good is basketball well yes we saw that with teen wolf didn't we (laughs) yes we did that was the real problem with that movie. like football they do it fine baseball good hockey even hockey's pretty good why do you think that is though i think it's just
1: trying to get the rhythm of basketball to work in film it just there's something always off about it
0: so let me ask you something so i feel like you were shitting a lot on this song when we were watching it, but I also feel like this was probably the one that you actually liked the best, <laughs> even though you were shitting on it. Yeah, it's like
1: it's this one or uh, the Soren's okay too. They're, they're, the
0: end, like romantic yeah, song,
1: like they're decent songs. They're not, I won't say they're good songs, they're decent yeah, songs. Yeah, like
0: again, I, I touched on it before, but like they're not, you know, amazing or anything, but for what it is they're cute the fact that i still remembered them after like 15 years that kind of says something i think
1: i feel like this movie for any of you adults out there this movie would be a lot more fun with alcohol
0: oh yeah for sure we were idiots and watched the sober but if you yeah i would that would be fun get a bunch of your old friends together You know, maybe some other people that grew up around this time that watched High School Musical and just get trashed and make fun of it and reminisce. I feel like that would be a fun time. (laughs) Moving on in this plot, which exists, I guess. Um, So we meet back up with Gabriella and she's in class. And uh, we just need to establish, essentially, that Gabriella is smart. So as the teacher is writing equations on the board, she corrects the teacher which i feel like isn't a thing that would happen in real life but okay
1: uh (laughs) yeah it doesn't make sense and i don't
0: think the teacher would respond so nicely to it like oh i stand corrected gabriella you're right and i was wrong (laughs) you're right 15 year old child my education was worthless
1: (laughs) no uh, well well, she says that all like oh you're really smart when she turns away and she's just looking at the board she's like what fucking, fucking
0: bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We also introduce Gabriella's new friend Taylor, who is uh, also another nerdy girl who's on the Scholastic Decathlon team. Mm. And Sharpay, because she's an insecure young lady, she is very intimidated by this new girl that she just met today because she's pretty and she was standing in front, not even interested in the audition sign-up sheet. So she, was also, she immediately wants to get her the fuck out of the way. She
1: also clearly has Troy Bolton's attention.
0: Right, right. So what's her plan, Scott? She goes to the computer oh, yes, on yes. the search engine called Search, search the, the internet. internet. You guys all know Search the Internet, right? She <laughs> types in her name. Yeah. Which Which is Gabriella Montez, which I would imagine is not really... Like yeah, an uncommon name. Like you just happen to find her. And she finds out that she's really smart, which we already established because you know, the whole teacher scene. She basically sets it up where she has Taylor asked Gabriella to be a part of the Scholastic Decathlon to distract her from Troy and the musical. Yes. Which, she wasn't even interested in the fucking musical, so it doesn't really make sense.
1: Well, according- But whatever. According to the school, you should stay in your lane.
0: Oh, yes. Stick to the status quo. Wink, wink. (laughs) Then all the kids are at detention, and Mrs. Darvis is running detention- Yeah, which, by
1: the way, okay, so your detention is to build...
0: The set for the musical, yeah. Because she's a theater teacher and that's all she cares about. That's her one character trait, music and theater and pretentious.
1: Which, by the way, for all you theater nerds, what's... What's the deal with airline food? I will pay any theater person who can tell me what the plot of twinkle town is
0: oh yes the musical is called twinkle town and as we get into some of the songs that are supposedly in the musical twinkle town no nobody knows and nobody cares what this musical is about it doesn't matter (laughs) but apparently scott is very interested Uh, i
1: am i want to know where like, what's this fucking musical about?
0: Really, the most important part of this detention scene is that at the same time, basketball practice is going on because okay. basketball practice is going on pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week at this school. And Troy's dad, who is the coach of the team, of course, he is like, where are Troy and Corbin Blue? Where where are they at? And the other guys are like, oh, they're in detention. So he goes to the fucking auditorium to get the guys back. And his first words as he walks into the fucking auditorium, the guys are painting this, like, cardboard tree prop thing. And he walks in, and he just says, What the heck are those two doing in a tree? Because that's funny.
1: (laughs) As he gets them out to go to practice, Corbin Blue, of course, has a basketball with him.
0: Because that's his personality, Scott. Don't you get it? He is basketball best friend. That's his title. We don't even fucking remember his actual character name. He's just Corbin Blue Basketball Best Friend.
1: Uh, his actual... Blue
0: Basketball Best Friend. Um. All the bees. So like the pink ladies and the greasers, Gabriella and Troy have been ripped apart again by societal <laughs> standards.
1: Yes, geeks and jocks can't date.
0: No, it's it's... It's forbidden, as the beast would say. But... Funnily enough, since we keep making comparisons to Greece, I feel now is a good time to break into one of our favorite segments of this show, the cast yes, could have. Been. Been. So, why did I mention Greece as my segue to this segment here? Because the script for this movie is essentially kind of a modified version of another script that was being shopped around around uh, 1999 called Grease 3. Oh joy! It was about the children of Danny and Sandy from the original Grease. Uh, would you like to know what it was about and who our stars were going to be? In this yes, movie? I would love to just, know. Just remember, you're in 1999. Put yourself. In 1999, okay? You ready for this? Okay,
1: 1999. Eight to nine years old. Okay, let's go.
0: Okay. Ahem. The main stars in the movie were going to be Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake.
1: Sounds about right. Sounds
0: about Doesn't that right. sound like a magical pairing in a movie?
1: From Justin to Britney.
0: Right? I know. So then, hang on to your hats. The character of Sharpay was actually i'm guessing wasn't going to be named sharpay but she was going to be rizzo's daughter and she was going to be played by christina aguilera
1: so this is just the mickey mouse club
0: essentially yes and the other members of in sync were going to be in supporting roles and travolta and uh, olivia newton john were already being approached for cameos Uh, like this this is a script that was in development and then for whatever reason it fell apart in pre-development. Because no one wanted Grease Free. I mean, no one wanted Grease too, but that happened. Well,
1: I, you could argue, you could give me Grease 2.
0: Oh, we can give you Grease 2, but we can't give you High School Musical 2. That is just a travesty. Okay, let's
1: compare. Are you saying High School Musical is to the level of Grease?
0: No, of course not. But it's kind of like a similar premise, is my point.
1: Hey. There is no Kaniki in this.
0: No, Chad is Kaniki. Scott. Okay. Chad is Kaniki. Oh, no. Chad is Kaniki, And I guess Sharpay. Yeah, Sharpay is Rizzo. <sighs> this is like grease for babies, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. Like... I don't know why, but for some reason, they keep doing this kind of thing where they take music stars and trying to put them in movies. It's very rare that that actually works out good. Like, obviously, it worked out for, like, Beyonce. She made the transition to movies pretty well. Lady Gaga, obviously. I'll give you Gaga. So it can work but it's a rarity i feel like because mm-hmm. you you even mentioned justin to kelly you know there's been the mariah carey movie glitter christina aguilera actually did do a movie she did burlesque and that was pretty rough <laughs> it it can work sometimes but generally if you just take a popular artist and try to make them an actress or actor it, it doesn't work <laughs> eminem we, well there you go that's that's a way that it worked. But also, the reason 8 Mile worked with Eminem is because they didn't try to m- turn him into, like...
1: That's true. If he started singing show tunes, it'd be interesting. You know
0: what I mean? They didn't try to make him, like, like a straight-laced, run-of-the-mill guy. Like, like they basically said, be yourself.
1: Well, yeah, because it was kind of his story.
0: Right. Yeah, and okay. that's why it worked. Um, so, thankfully, Grease 3 never got made. But we got High School Musical. So, that's, that's a plus. Now... Uh, it's the day of the auditions and Troy sneaks off away from his friends and away from basketball practice to attend the auditions and he kind of hides in the back for a while because he's too chicken shit to go up front and eventually Gabriella actually joins him too and they both are like oh I'm scared and they just hide behind a mop.
1: And we get Sharpay and her brother which for the longest time... I didn't know that was her brother.
0: Oh, yeah. They don't really give brother-sister vibes until, like, they outright say, oh, you're my brother, da-da-da-da, because they sing two songs together for the movie, and they're...
1: Romantic duets.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be romantic duets for this musical. So it's weird that they're brother and sister and they're singing it together, but whatever. And we also meet the composer of this musical Twinkletown, who's another student in the school named Kelsey. And she's just like a very artsy, like quiet girl. Uh, and she's kind of bullied by Sharpay. Cause Sharpay is like the star and she's like rah, rah, rah. If you were ever a theater kid, you just get really painful flashbacks of high school theater bureaucracy in your face. Ryan and Sharpay sing this song that was written by Kelsey, and Kelsey's like, "Oh, um, you know, it's a, kind of a slower song, so I'll lead you in." And Sharpay's like, "Oh no, we already ha- we already composed our own version of the song. Thanks." And it's like a fast-paced kind of teen boppy song.
1: And of course, the theater teacher loves it.
0: Yes, you know, it's very uh, sanitized theater, like do 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 it do you love know, that yeah. kind of thing? Sharp- Whoa, oh. oh, oh.
1: <laughs> and also Sharpay's brother, his main personality is hats.
0: Oh yes, his her brother Ryan is essentially the coded gay character in the movie. Hats. Yeah, he wears really bright clothing, he walks around very feminine and he wears cute hats and fashion. I want to
1: know what his hat budget was.
0: Hmm. Well, we were on a decom budget, dear, so it was probably about five dollars.
1: <laughs> hey, well, uh, you know what? All five dollars of the entire movie went to his hats.
0: So, at the last minute of the auditions, Gabriella kind of pipes up. He's like, "I'd like to audition," and Darby's just like, "No, fuck you." And Troy's like, "I'll audition with her. Come on, Darby, be a be a pal." And she's like, "Screw you guys. I'm going home." Kelsey drops all her papers and Troy and Gabrielle help her and Troy kind of gives her a little confidence boost like oh you're the real star of the show you the show couldn't happen without you you're the
1: playmaker yeah
0: he compares it to basketball because that again is all he is good for so (laughs) eventually Gabriella and Troy sing the real version of Kelsey's song it's supposed to be a very slow kind of intimate romantic little number they sing it it's cute and unbeknownst to them, Darbus was listening the whole time. When they're done singing, she barges in and is like, you two have a call back. And they're like, oh, OK. And Troy is clearly
1: uh, confused what, what? by this
0: and very like, uh, 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 what? what? Um, we were just, no, that's OK.
1: <laughs> and then we cut to Sharpe going.
0: Ah! Yes, very over the top. The next day she sees the callback list. And she's like, I've never had to do a callback before. What the fuck is this shit? And everyone in the school finds out that Troy, the big basketball star, is doing a musical. Everyone, and it's a travesty, apparently. Everyone but his father. Yeah, the dad knows nothing about this because he doesn't give a shit about his child. He just sees red. I want to win. Wildcats. <laughs> Get your head in the game. Championship. That's all he cares about. So then we cut to the school lunchroom. And the school lunchroom is apparently two stories, which I've never seen before in my life. But I don't know if that's a thing anywhere else in the country. But apparently the school fucking lunchroom is two stories.
1: It shows that, you know... They're
0: rich. That's what it shows. Well, it
1: shows they're rich. It also shows a hierarchy. Sharpay is the queen staring down at all the peasants.
0: Well, yes. Sharpay is on the second story, just pissed off at life. And we go into this huge number called Stick to the Status Quo, which the song is basically about because Troy has broken out of his basketball box, other people and other cliques throughout the school feel comfortable now confessing their secret desires and secret hobbies, which okay, I'm torn about this song and I'll tell you why. Okay. The song slaps. Uh, I. It's fun. It's a fun song. Uh, Okay. The the beat is fun, but the lyrics and premise of the song is fucking stupid.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, because at points in the song they go, "Oh, tell us your secret, you'll be accepted," and then he tells the secret, "Oh no, no, no! no!" Get what the (laughs) fuck!" (laughs)
0: One of the basketball kids, Zeke, who is the MVP of this fucking movie, okay? He is the most eligible bachelor of High School Musical. Let's just put that out there right now. Zeke is the man. He is an attractive, athletic gentleman. He is a gentleman. Yes, he is. He is so nice. And he fucking bakes, girls, okay? He bakes, (laughs) Get you a man that can do both <laughs> can sweep you off your feet and then cook you a nice delicious creme brulee um
1: i cannot cook a creme brulee
0: and he <laughs> well then you are worthless and i'm divorcing you tomorrow we'll get to that
1: oh damn well that's the end of the podcast everybody have a good night signing
0: off <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, he sings about how he likes to bake and everyone is like, oh my God, shut up, Zeke. That's a trap. What the fuck are you talking about? Ew. Stick no. to
1: basketball. Stick
0: to basketball. And Scott brought up a weird point that it's like slightly racist because he's a really tall black guy. So of course, like just shut up and dribble. It's like kind of obviously that's not I don't think that was intentional. No, but, but there's looking definitely at- undertones of that, which is weird looking at.
1: This 2006 moment for with 2021 eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a little... Uh, okay, and there's also... Oddly enough, there's another slightly racially like, eh, moment later, which we'll talk about, but we'll get there. Yeah, who who would have thought? Maybe I'm just too much with Snowflake. I don't know. But anyway, so then we have... Uh, another really nerdy girl and she sings about how she loves hip-hop and you know she loves hip-hop because she can pop and lock and she says hip-hop hooray which is a really hip-hop thing to say which is hysterical because she's like she's supposed to be a nerd and she she says at one point like
1: I can like more than homework no one likes homework yeah no not even nerds like
0: homework nerds are just smart they have other
1: interests besides being nerds
0: that's I didn't yeah that was stupid and then Even more stupid, the next one, apparently he's a skater kid, quote unquote, but I wrote him down as stoner kid. Oh, he is
1: stoner shaggy. Because
0: he is for sure stoner kid. And the stoner kid talks to his other little stoner friends and he's like, I like to play the cello.
1: Which, by the way... I knew plenty of cello players who are also stoners.
0: And the other kid, <laughs> his like stoner friend was like, what's a cello? Sir, you're 15 years old at least. You know what a fucking cello is. Shut the fuck up. But anyway, all of this is a travesty. As portrayed by Chad after the song is over, he goes up to Troy and he's like, dude, you're ruining this whole school. Everyone's wanting to do other stuff now. It's fucking dude!
1: It's it's chaos. and, and, And it's even great because at one point the song stops and Gabriella walks in and she's carrying her lunch. She's like, why is everybody staring at me?
0: Oh, yeah. And then she trips and spills her lunch tray on Sharpay because, you know, cliche high school movie, I guess.
1: Well, um, Sharpay was going to do something the various. There was something going on here because she was walking up behind Gabriella. She was about to do something. She might have stabbed Gabriella. I don't all we think we were going to go there. Oh, It might have turned into a carry situation.
0: Uh, I'm sure it wasn't going to go that far, dear. This is a DCOM after all. But um, <laughs> just imagine, like, Ashley Tisdale doing the the little like wand thing you know the wand thing that they did N- the none of them
1: actually do yes
0: you're watching Disney Channel but instead it's like a shiv and she just like stabs Gabriella
1: you're watching Disney Channel <laughs> um, this is my movie bitch
0: but really the most important part of this song is that it leads us into the Zeke subplot of the film which is that Zeke because he has confessed his love of baking, he has gained the confidence to approach Sharpay and basically like ask her out. He's like, I can I can bake for you sometime. And Sharpay being the cunt that she is, is just like, I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. And he comes out with one of the best lines in the movie. He just goes up to her and is like, Well, wouldn't that be awfully uncomfortable? Evaporate, tall person. <laughs> and, but he's still like just so nice. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Like Zeke, you are too good for Sharpay.
1: Zeke might have brought this movie up a whole half star for me. Aww. by himself.
0: Oh, Zeke.
1: Uh Zeke is played by Chris Warren.
0: Thank you, Chris Warren. We appreciate you.
1: Yes, we do. We appreciate you. Uh you were all three of these.
0: Yes. And and just so you guys know, in the sequels, the uh Sharpay Zeke romantic subplot is completely dropped. Oh, that's so terrible. D- never fear. Zeke found someone much better, I'm sure. Yeah next scene we cut to troy and gabriella meeting and they're talking about how crazy everybody's gotten and they're like should we do the callbacks or should we not do the callbacks and they ultimately decide fuck it we're gonna do it and a montage starts where like they are hiding off rehearsing the callback song in secret and there's one scene in particular that is really bizarre where (laughs) gabriella's in the girl's bathroom singing the song and sharpay is walking by in the hallway and overhears her so she walks in and gabriella immediately hides but the way they filmed it is super weird because sharpay walks into the bathroom and she's looking in the stalls and she looks in the fucking bathroom mirror and then doesn't find anybody and leaves and then gabriella walks out from the side right by the sink so it's like you you were right there do you have no peripheral vision no and also why are you hiding this this isn't a secret everyone knows you're doing the callbacks
1: (laughs) yeah but also when sharpay goes into the bathroom, she kicks the bathroom door open and frankie's like there should be a girl peeing there
0: oh my god i was like what if someone was just pissing in there like what the fuck we need to like write an r or pg-13 rated version of high school musical you don't even have to show you have you like sh- in the vein of like american pie well, where you- there's just like crude nasty humor but also songs
1: <laughs> well, you have sharpay you look at it from the side and sharpay kicks the door open and some girls like i'm peeing in here wait you don't i just, even show I just
0: it. had a brain blast american pie the musical someone write this down <laughs> it'll win the tony next year
1: oh god who would be stifler's mom
0: Ew. So Troy and Gabrielle are continuing to flirt and get closer, and the dad is like, That girl is changing you. It's very Romeo Juliet. She's just a bullshit. girl,
1: dad. Yeah,
0: it's it's very cliche and stupid, and then fucking Corbin Blue is still like this this temptress girl, which by the way, he literally calls her a high IQ'd Temptress girl. And I called bullshit on that. That was a dumbass line, one of many, because Temptress already implies that she's a girl. No.
1: No, so t- you don't
0: have to say temptress girl. It's
1: not even just... That line is great. This whole scene in the library. Oh,
0: yeah. It's Chad and Troy talking in the library. And they have this whole conversation about Michael Crawford.
1: Yeah, the Phantom of the I Opera.
0: Okay, for some reason that came up, and it's like, how do you even know who that is, Chad? I thought you weren't a... Well,
1: and then Chad's like, my mother has seen Phantom of the Opera 27 times, and I'm like, okay, and she keeps this picture in the refrigerator.
0: As a diet technique. It's this whole, like, long, drawn-out thing, and it's like, okay, all of this dialogue is bizarro and like also we get the typical thing with high school quote unquote movies that are written by usually white adult men that have no idea how kids actually talk dated references dated lingo like oh my god isn't Troy just like a hottie like no oh. no one talks like this my it's, n- it's obnoxious and sanitized but like that's Disney in general so like it's forgivable if you know what you're getting into which obviously i i do scott maybe not so much
1: i i i I blocked the center of my mind
0: (laughs) so now we get into like the conspiracy cahoots in this movie
1: which makes no sense
0: chad because he's all on a huff about troy still doing the callbacks he goes to Taylor and they hatch a plot, blacker than the kettle, calling the pot. What are the odds of God will put us all in one spot? Popping a squad And conventional wisdom, like it or not? A bunch of revolutionary man, mission abolitionists? Give me a position, show me where the ammunition is. That's my Hamilton reference. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so the conspiracy cahoots between Chad and the jocks and Taylor and the nerds is as follows. Oh, by the way, for this whole conspiracy cahoots between the jocks and the nerds sharpay and ryan are nowhere even though after the status quo song their whole motivation was like we have to get rid of troy and gabriella and get them out of the callbacks and then they disappear for the next like 20 minutes so good good writing there yeah so the the conspiracy cahoots is as follows chad and the basketball guys have this meeting with troy in the locker rooms and they have this like long drawn out diatribe with him about how the best players that were at east high weren't worried about singing in musicals including your father you don't want to disappoint your father do you it's like so obnoxious guilt trippy nonsense it's
1: dirty and it's other handed
0: while they're doing that the nerds are in a classroom somewhere talking to Gabriella and giving her a PowerPoint presentation on a laptop
1: <laughs> about how about
0: how Troy is a loser.
1: He is in the enderfall.
0: And And is like not into it. She's like, I got to go rehearse. And she, Taylor's like, no, 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 just stay, stay. And as the guys are talking to Troy, basically just hounding him to get him to give up the callbacks, they slowly but surely bring up this very obvious webcam t- for to film Troy as he talks shit about Gabriella and like poo poos the musical. And this webcam, which is totally not noticeable, wink, wink. Perfect angle. Yes, face on. And it, the footage is going directly to the laptop in the classroom with Gabriella. And Gabriella therefore hears all of the horrible things that Troy was saying.
1: By the way, this school must have great Wi Fi.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Perfect picture <laughs> in 2006. Gabrielle is all upset. And Taylor's like, okay, well, we're going to go to lunch now. Bye. You want to come? <laughs> no? Okay. So now we get Gabriella singing the worst song in the movie. When there was me and you. It's very sad. It's basically our Oh Sandy type song. Uh, if we're comparing it to Greece. The thing that makes this bad is not only gabriella's singing voice which in this song in particular is extra whiny but it's also how the sequence is directed and filmed and acted it's very bizarro
1: yeah there's a point where there's this giant picture of the wildcats banner
0: oh my god which would never exist i knew it was coming too i was like waiting for it and i just busted out laughing it's a huge it takes up like the whole hallway and Zac Efron's mug is just taking up 90% of the poster and she's singing next to it all sad, like, oh God, Troy, how could you do this? And then what's even weird, it, it's it's directed almost like like a Britney Spears, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman type, yeah. like a, a slower Britney Spears song type music video where it's like slightly almost, I don't want to say sexual. Oh, no, it's, it is sexual. But not like you know i'm a slave for you sexual it's more like sultry kind of which is odd because vanessa hudgens whether you like her or don't like her one thing you can say about her she is not sultry (laughs) i would not call her that and then there's one point where she's walking down the stairs and i said to scott i'm like oh something happens here that's really weird i can't remember what but something happens here that's really weird and then all of a sudden she says now i know is on a star she like stops mid staircase and points up to the sky all dramatic it's very
1: oh god it's it's a- very
0: bad guys it's i mean like we've been saying this whole time a lot of this stuff is cheesy nonsense but this is like drowning me in the cheese like i'm having an attack of cheese <laughs> the leaning tower of cheesa is a falling atop me oh, and yeah. it's hurting me <laughs> it's really painful um, so then the song ends, thankfully, and Troy goes up to Gabriella. He's like, hey, what's up, girl? You ready to and practice? she basically just breaks up with him and she's like, yeah, I'm not doing the callbacks. Bye. And, and Troy walks away. becomes a mess. Yeah, that's the thing. Like these friends that Troy and Gabriella have that supposedly care about them so much are so selfish that they didn't even think that perhaps interfering in their romantic and personal lives would cause them distress. Their whole thing was like, oh, I want Gabriella to do the ta- decathlon and I want Troy to do basketball. To get his
1: head in the game.
0: Right, but do, would you not think that having them break up would cause them distress and not get their head in the game also? Like, well, let's, let's, look hello. At, let's
1: just look at this logically. If you break up with somebody the first week afterwards you're a mess
0: right of course yeah when you're 15 16 and theoretically let's just assume that this is their first relationship even though like they're dating i guess quote unquote for like maybe a week okay but still they're kids so it's sad like, you can tell Troy is very sad because Troy no not make basket. Wah.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. His Troy pop.
0: throw basketball in bushes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Troy's sad. And Gabriella looks out window with sad face.
1: Forlorn.
0: <laughs> yeah, very forlorn. <laughs> so then immediately... You know they they spend all this time plotting and pulling off this elaborate scheme, and then within ten minutes they realize, oh shit, we fucked up. Our friends are sad. We should fix this. The nerds go to Gabriella and the jocks go to Troy separately and confess their sins, and Troy is like, oh god, I gotta talk to Gabriella, and Gabriella is like, no, I don't buy that shit. He still said what he said. I'm done. Fuck Troy, which leads us to, of course. A romantic balcony scene, Scott, because we have to have a romantic balcony scene because this is Romeo and Juliet.
1: Well, this is more Aladdin than this is Romeo and Juliet.
0: Well, no, because they're from two different worlds, two different houses, alike in dignity. But
1: he he rises up like it's a whole new world.
0: We have the balcony scene where Gabriella is in her room all sad and like, I don't want to talk to Troy. And he calls her, he's like, trying to get her to forgive him. And he does the cutesy, like, Gabriella, turn around. And he's standing there on, his, on her balcony in her room, which is kind of creepy if you think about it a little bit.
1: Yes, not kind of. It is, <laughs> it is very. But
0: as a 13 year old child, you think it's the most romantic thing in the world.
1: <laughs> he, all he was so, missing was a boombox.
0: gabriella opens the door to the balcony and he sings the first couple lines of start of something new the song they sang in the beginning of the movie which
1: amazing how he sounds completely
0: different yes that was actually zach efron <laughs> it was clearly acapella and you can tell but you can understand what they meant when they said they had drew seeley sing the music because he was a tenor and they wanted a different register because he does have a lower register. Why they couldn't just have him sing in that register, I don't know. They It was perfectly fine in the preceding movies. So what's the big deal? I don't know. I digress. He sings her a couple of lines of, of dialogue and it's very sweet and she forgives him and they're like, yay, we're back together. Let's do so, the musical audition. Right. So... Everybody's friends now. All the nerds and the jocks, they're all friends. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And Gabriella and Troy are balancing basketball and decathlon training, I guess, and rehearsals for the callbacks. But Sharpay and Ryan are still in the movie, and they have returned (laughs) magically. Remember them? They're also supposed to be adversaries for Troy and Gabriella's happiness in this movie Sharpay and Ryan are like damn if only the scholastic decathlon the big basketball game and the callbacks were all happening at the same time then Troy and Gabriella couldn't do it and we would get it by default I'm gonna go talk to Darvis the teacher and tell her to change the callback date which she fucking does which it's not really made clear how she convinces Darvis to get this done to change the callback date But it just happens because movie movie has to move along. We're at the end here. Almost let's let's move this thing along. So the next day, the kids find out that the callbacks are changed to the same day and time as the basketball game in the decathlon. And all the nerds and the jocks and Troy and Gabrielle, they are all very upset. They decide that they're all going to work together and come up with a plan. So we cut to the big day. The big day of the game, the decathlon, and the auditions. And it's a hectic situation, I got to say. It's, it's very exciting. Oh, yeah. The, the tension is palpable. The game starts as well as the decathlon. Meanwhile, we have the callback starting. And we start with Ryan and Sharpay and they sing Bop to the Top, which is, I mentioned before, if you remember, one of the sequences in the movie that's, you know, just a tad bit racist. (laughs) Not like overtly, but it's just a little, eh, you, you get a little twingy feeling when you watch it. Now, maybe again, I'm being a snowflake. But seeing two obnoxiously white, not just normal regular white, obnoxiously white kids in flamenco outfits just saying random Spanish words and doing a salsa number, a really overly sanitized salsa number, it's it's a little weird.
1: (laughs) Indeed, it definitely is weird.
0: Yeah, like the song starts out with them just being like caliente oh my god yeah
1: it's
0: it's weird guys it's a little weird but uh they they do their song and then we get into the conspiracy cahoots to get Troy and Gabriella to the church on time essentially and I was shocked when I was watching this because I did not remember this plot point at all the nerds are in the decathlon right and as the guys are playing the fucking basketball game, the decathlon people led by Taylor, they decide that they're going to hack into the school scoreboard and like cut the power to the whole gym apparently.
1: Yes, so you're going to hack the planet.
0: I do not remember there being a hack storyline in this fucking high school musical what the fuck is this and like we were just picking it apart like how did you just hack just into the scoreboard and just the gym like how did you do that
1: well not only while they're doing this they are also apparently heating this chemical that releases a gas that causes the decathlon to
0: disperse. like everyone has to evacuate the decathlon so because the power goes out in the gym, they call a timeout for the game. And the second they do, Troy bolts. Get it? Because Cause, bolts in. I know I said I was going to make that joke again, but I did. Ha 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 ha. It's funny.
1: <laughs> God,
0: I wish I was dead. After the chemical spill in the fucking decathlon, <laughs> Gabriella also bolts. The plan works, essentially, because as Ryan and Sharpay finish their song... They're closing up the auditions because Darbus calls out Troy and Gabriella's name and they don't, they're not there yet. But of course, at the last minute, Troy and Gabriella run down the auditorium. They're like, wait, we're here. And Darbus at first is like, fuck you, children. You are disrespecting the sanctity of the theater. And they're like, please, please let us audition. And then, like a fucking typical high school movie, the entire school just shows up to watch this innocuous performance. This is not how callbacks generally work. They're In not nice. open to the public Yeah but like We're gonna let it go Because movie I guess So because the whole school is there Darbus I guess feels pressured To let them sing So Kelsey gets at her piano And They're Sharpay's like Sharpay's
1: like No they won't do that. Kelsey's like Fuck you yeah, sure. bitch
0: Yeah Troy and Gabriella They go into the song Breaking Free Which is the other song That was uh, nominated for an Emmy I think this is a good song This one still slaps I was singing along it's To this bad. one too We're breaking we're free,
1: free. Both with this and the Sharpay number, I don't know why they get backdrops and like props. Oh, yeah. The the,
0: the callbacks are very high production quality for some reason. I don't know. This school is very bizarro in many ways. But again, it's a Disney Channel original movie, so that's to be expected. So they sing Breaking Free and they do really well. The whole school erupts in applause. And it's a very, I thought it was a very sweet song. Despite the fact that Zach Efron moonwalks in the in the number. <laughs> oh god. We don't need to talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, white boy moonwalking. And of course they get the parts they go run back to do their respective things, but we don't care about the decathlon, so we're not going to pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, we're not going
0: to actually show the decathlon, but they win the decathlon. Zach Efron, of course, shoots the winning, uh, I was going to say the winning goal, but that's not basketball. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I do not give a fuck about sports. He shoots the winning basketball, Yay! and he wins the game, and la-di-da, and then gabriella comes up to him after they win like oh my god yay and they all they have an almost kiss and then they're interrupted by fucking corbin blue because why not and then of course zeke again with his subplot goes up to sharpay and tries to flirt with her again but gets rejected but he gives her a a thing a bag full of like cookies that he bakes because he can bake now
1: sharpay goes up to gabriella
0: Oh, yes, they've been the villains the whole time in this movie. But now Sharpay and Ryan are the good guys because they're being nice to everyone. And she goes up to Gabrielle's like, oh, you know, you and Troy got the parts, Uh, but I'm fine with it, even though I was really upset about it the whole movie but now you definitely have the parts and I'm just the understudy but I'm cool with it and we're fine good luck ha <laughs> break a leg because whatever
1: well we have to break into song one last time right
0: well everyone that's why everyone's a good guy now Scott because we have to break into the final song the big group song the most probably memed song in this movie we're all in this together we're all in this together It's emblematic I think of the cheesiness of this movie. It is the most generic song of the movie by far. Almost like Barney levels of obnoxious sanitization.
1: Also, the dancing. Oh, let's get the dancing of the the fucking Oh my like-
0: god, yes. Well, that's why I feel like it's so memeable that song oh, cuz they're all they're all in like red outfits. They're all color coordinated and they're doing their overly simplistic uh,
1: Push down
0: Pumping, like pump it up Pump it up, choreography And you know, they're spinning And they're, I'm sure there's a few Box steps in there It's all very much straight out of Like a high school production The
1: theater teacher's dancing with the mascot.
0: Oh yes, everyone's Finding love here in High School Musical <laughs> You know, the song Ends in a, a big flourish And everyone kind of Sachets out o- over the end credits but then <laughs> we get a post-credit scene this is a fucking marvel movie now and <laughs> we get a Ooh. post-credit scene <laughs> putting a a nice stamp on really the most important plot of the movie which is zeke he's just chilling in the gym by himself relishing in in the wildcats victory yes and sharpay rushes into the gym And tells Zeke how amazing his cookies are, and she bum-rushes him and, like, make me more treats.
1: (laughs) Well, it's even funnier, because at one point, as she's rushing him, Zeke turns to run.
0: Oh, yeah, he looks terrified, but then, like, she hugs him, and he's like, ooh, girl hugging me. Let's make creme brulee together.
1: (laughs) That's how we end the movie. That's high school musical, everyone.
0: Yes, and... This movie, like I said, holds a special place in my heart for being just a big old pile of nostalgia. Like I really very much enjoyed watching this and bopping along with the bops and making fun of the crazy dialogue and weird plot points, some of which I didn't even remember. And I also enjoyed watching Scott watch this movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was a fun time. I never wanted to watch this movie again. I still don't want to. Admit.
0: I can't wait for us to do the, the sequel. Oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 One day. Oh, 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 One
0: day. But I knew rewatching High School Musical that it was going to be okay. Let's laugh about how stupid this is and how much, at least I liked this when I was that age that it came out. But uh, I have this rated a three out of five stars. Which, just to put it in perspective, is the same thing I rated Superman last week. <laughs> and that makes Scott very angry. <sighs> but okay, I'm not watching this as an objectively good movie. If I was rating this objectively, I'd probably give it like a two. But I genuinely get enjoyment out of this as a cinematic time capsule and I also do genuinely enjoy the songs even though they're corny as hell but a lot of them have good beats to them and are catchy and just fun to like reminisce about that's really what I got out of this so I'm glad we rewatched it I really am I know you're not and I'm sure you'll find something to get back at me for this and that's fine
1: maybe not now maybe not tomorrow but the day will come my revenge will be swift,
0: swift as Zac Efron's moonwalk.
1: <laughs> but yes, I rated this. A, yeah, what what
0: did you rate this, Scott?
1: I rated this a one and a half, and you get the half just because of Zeke.
0: Aww, Zeke and his creme brulee.
1: You uh, Zeke, you get a full half star to yourself. I hope you enjoy it. You have two okay songs, and then the rest of the movie is just a Disney Channel original movie that's kind of.
0: Yeah, I mean, Disney Channel original movies, generally speaking, at least the older ones that came out around the time where we were watching them, like, you look at them now and they're corny as hell. Like, it's just fun to watch them, to A, make fun of them, and B, look back and be like, we liked this as children. Why did we like this? This is stupid. (laughs) Indeed. So, this is kind of the same thing, even though High School Musical became like such a phenomenon at the time. At the end of the day, it's still just a corny old decom. So next week, Scott needs to take some time to recover from that horrible experience. And we, he might have to be hospitalized for a while. It's, it was really rough on him.
1: Yeah, but we got to put up a classic to wash away this. Yeah,
0: shake off the dust. Uh, Scott's going to show me a movie. That I've always heard about but never actually sat down and watched, so I'm excited about that. But until then, this has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm
1: Scott Eisenberg.
0: Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our crazy, wackadoo, bop-to-the-top movie adventure.
1: Let's get something to eat. We go together.